the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome in, Rob Black and your money. Talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about 800-516-1220. To get your calls on the air, it's 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Um, anything is pretty much so open season on this show, if you're following me, as far as Anything you want to talk about? We can talk about the markets. Really kind of funky markets. Um, what do I mean by funky? Uh, dollar's been stronger. Uh, tensions in the Middle East. Kind of yesterday, hardline stance with Russia and Ukraine ended in a truce. Um, it's just odd the way it's stacking up at this point in time. Um, market's going higher on very thin volume, which means it probably should come lower when traders get back from vacation after Labor Day. And forgive me, I always get Labor Day and Memorial Day mixed up, but I think I got it right this time. <clears throat> SP 500's lower by one, the Dow's lower by six, the Nasdaq lower by four. Gold is defying the haters. Apple is reportedly planning a 13 inch iPad for 2015. Um, Madden football came out yesterday, and supposedly a lot of people are going to be calling in sick today. <laughs> I don't know. That would surprise me, but I guess nothing would surprise me the more I think about it. Israel and Hamas are still observing a truce. Um, Tiffany's, it did just about everything right, topping earnings expectations, easily on a 7% increase in worldwide net sales, higher gross margins, higher operating margins. They also raised their guidance for the year. Yay! Like all good things, that's all what you want. A lot of market participants are still taking a vacation, calling in quote-unquote sick. Uh, today and tomorrow, well, Thursday and Friday are big calling sick kind of days because you... Turn a three-day weekend into a four- or five-day weekend. Mortgage Bankers Association said mortgage applications for the latest week increased 2.8% on top of a 1.4% increase in the prior week. The latest rating saw 3% increases for both refinancing and purchase applications. So that sounds good, right? But we're still down 25% from a year ago. One development that's keeping a, uh, an eye on that we should keep an eye on Sovereign bond yields in Europe. Following a week of the expected consumer confidence reading out of Germany and an unsubstantiated claim from Ukraine's prime minister that Russia had a plan to block gas flows to Europe this winter. The yield on the German Bund is down four basis points to nine-tenths of one percent. So there is a flight to safety. People are freaked out. They don't want exposure to the stocks. They want exposure to government IOUs. So that's some of our headlines of the day. Anything else you want to talk about, pick up the phone, give me a call. Um, there's a story out today, and it's really showing you the power of social media and how brands are going to have to get it right. A popular consumer advocate is going after Starbucks seasonal drink, pumpkin spice latte. She says Starbucks fails to list many of the ingredients on its website. 
And then she starts listing some of the ingredients. Um, it doesn't. The pumpkin spice latte doesn't contain any pumpkin. Instead, the company uses spices that flavor pumpkin pie, such as cinnamon, nutmeg, and clove. It does have caramel coloring, a chemical that food safety advocates claim has a potential cancer link. It says the company is planning to eventually remove that ingredient from the drinks. Um, actively looking at phasing out caramel coloring. So the social media angle on it is she's getting retweeted a lot. And there's a chart that she uses um, inside of her attack and it's it's getting lit up um so she's you can find her at on twitter at the food babe um she talks about how it's used with milk monsanto milk gmo corn soy and cotton soy um there's a carrageenan stabilizer linked to intestinal inflammation she looks at it as a toxic dose of sugar, 50 grams of sugar. 50 grams of sugar. Holy mackerel. Um, pesticide residue from using non-organic coffee beans. Like, she's going pretty at it. And it's just getting a lot of retweets, getting a lot of favorites. And again, just, do we know if she's credible? I'm credible as the rest to me. So... I find that, again, just kind of interesting, the, the power of, like, I don't drink a lot of coffee, but I will certainly stay away from the pumpkin spice latte, knowing that it has 50 grams of sugar, and it would be nice to know that going up front, like, I have a friend that, you know, I get lunch with on occasion, and I typically would grab something like a Tazo tea, uh, you know, you're at a little office deli kind of place. And you think green tea, ice cold green tea. You're like, this sounds pretty good. 25 grams of sugar. Like, Does tea have that much sugar? Should it have that much sugar? And the answer is probably not. Kleiner Perkins agreed to invest in Snapchat, a valuation of close to $10 billion, making it one of the world's most valuable private tech startups. Warren Buffett, you know, he's getting in on that whole uh, debate. As far as uh, should American companies be allowed to in, invert and uh, not pay taxes in the United States, but do business in the United States. So he's getting dragged into it. He's become public face now of the inversion deal. Buffett has been one of the Democrats' main wealthy allies on issues of taxes and so-called fairness. In 2011, President Barack Obama even dubbed one of his tax plans the Buffett Rule which would enact a minimum 30% tax rate on individual incomes above $1 million. But in the Burger King deal, part of the larger issue of tax fairness with inversions, he weakens their case. So it's tough to put a finger on them. Democrats were dealt a psychological setback, as Warren Buffett essentially said, do as I say, not as I do. He's the patron saint of tax fairness. Uh, clearly, he weakens the Democrats' case. So... Democrats in the Senate are moving to potentially hold a vote on a bill to stop the flow of inversions before the midterm elections. And the Treasury Department is considering acting on its own to stem the practice, which Obama has called unpatriotic. And again, that's like saying a Californian, when they retire, they decide to go to Arizona or Florida, is not a true Californian. California is an expensive place to do business. It's an expensive place to live. So when you retire, if you've got a million dollars, you really only have 900000 because of state income taxes. But then you really only have 800000 because anything you spend is taxed at 10% in sales taxes. So it's wise sometimes to move out of state to a more tax-friendly state. It's not unpatriotic. It's not, you're not a non-Californian. So um, there's a very, very small chance of Congress being able to get any sort of meaningful inversion-related legislation passed into law by the end of the year. And any Treasury action would be symbolic at best. Very shaky political grounds. The fact that the administration's post-child for tax fairness is now financing a proposed deal that the administration has previously attacked for lack of patriotism and a loophole 
exploration only reinforces how contrived and politically disjointed this issue has become. So we see that in the news. American Airlines and U.S. Airs have pulled their fares from orbits, um, showing you how shaky sometimes online businesses can be. Orbits Worldwide stock got crushed yesterday. So travel sites like Orbitz, larger rivals like Expedia and third-party ticketing distributors are in continuing negotiations with airlines over booking fees. Some carriers are pushing for lower fees to cut costs as they try to remain competitive with low-cost carriers and airlines that skew online travel agencies. Airlines are fighting to lower the cost of working with big distribution systems that corporate travel agents use to book their business clients. So how's that feel if you're an Orbit shareholder? What do you mean? What do you mean? Will they eventually get something worked out? You typically think so. And that could be a buying opportunity in Orbitz. I own no shares of Orbitz. I'm not interested. But booking online travel is getting a little bit tougher these days, isn't it? It sure feels that way to me. To get your calls in the air, it's 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. Money, investing, and more. Um... Any big stories? Smith & Wesson big lower today. They uh, had a miss on their earnings, down 13%. A miss on their outlook. So you can find me online at robblack.com. You can find me at Twitter, Rob Black Show. Twitter, Rob Black Show. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. 800-516-1220. Drop me an email, rob at robblackshow.com. It's rob at robblackshow.com. Take a look at the market stories of the day. Brown Shoe, Express, Tiffany, better than expected earnings, all retailers. Very low participation expected after first two sessions of the week. As we get close to the weekend, volumes can be very, very light. Not a lot going on. Take a break here. Be right back. Welcome in, Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial. L.A. is planning one of the highest minimum wage rates in the nation. Los Angeles Times reported that Mayor Eric Garcetti is expected to announce on Labor Day a three-year plan to implement a $13 and quarter minimum hourly wage. That dollar figure would receive annual inflation-based increases. The plan has gotten cool reception from many major business groups, worried about costs. Um, it's kind of a divisive commentary. It's, I can't jump in on that one and not take both sides. Taking a look at the markets today, we started off higher. We've gone lower. We're battling back to mid. Eh, not that much to really jump up and down about here. Tiffany's profit rises on strong global sales. Time Warner Cable resolves widespread outages. What's that all about? Um, some sort of routine maintenance caused a nationwide outage of its internet service for hours. Is there nothing more frustrating than having your internet service go out? AT&T had a major outage back in April. Comcast had one last October. Verizon had several national outages on its 4G network back in 2012. So I guess it comes with the territory, but very, very frustrated when it happens to me kind of thing. 
So Madden football has come out. What's interesting to note about that, again, is I, I think we can learn something about investing from it. When you start taking a look at, you know, how expensive the product is, 60 bucks. Um, huge business for electronic arts. There's a book that explains how to play it. It's called a game guide. And that sells for 13 bucks. So that could pull in 1.3 million dollars. They're thinking easily 100,000 copies of people will pick that up so they can learn the best ways possibly to you know, duck, jive, jump around. Title seems to never get worse, but it only seems to get marginally better as well. So lots of Cheetos, lots of energy drinks, lots of sunflower seeds, lots of goodbye world for a couple days as people immerse themselves in it. Um, so Best Buy and GameStop are two plays on it for sure. And again, they're expecting millions and millions and millions of copies, 7 million copies at 60 plus bucks that's not bad right just even writing down 7 million is fun to me I don't know why talk about what's that going to pull in 420 million dollars you take a look at a movie doing 420 million dollars you'd be like yes yes that's huge 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air it's 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air uh, volume's going to dry up as the week goes on. Um, so here's how I think about that. I'm kind of apathetic. I don't want to be here today. Like, I want to go take a long lunch with you, do a little day drinking, uh, start the vacation a little bit earlier. A lot of my friends are doing exactly that. Um, Snapchat's got a $10 billion valuation. That's huge. Kleiner Perkins, Caulfield, and Byers has agreed to invest in fast-growing messaging service Snapchat. They've talked to several investors in the past recent months. Kleiner, one of Silicon Valley's best-known venture capital firms, committed to invest up to $20 million in May. At least one strategic investor is also committed to invest in the round. DST Global, the Russian investment firm led by Yuri Milner, also invested in Snapchat earlier this year when it had about a $7 billion valuation. So... It's showing you just the hugeness of messaging. And I'm going that direction. I get it. I had a friend who got in my face and was like, how come you don't have a call me anymore? I'm like, I don't call anyone anymore. I'll tweet a little bit. I'll text a little bit. Snapchat a little bit. We don't even know the business model of Snapchat. And it's worth $10 billion dollars. Uh, I can tell you this, teenagers and college students are all about it, and advertisers love teenagers and college students, so we'll see what they, they're able to pull off. Um, companies had held talks with media companies and marketers in recent weeks about content service called Snapchat Discovery, and that would let you read daily editions of publications, video clips, and ads by holding down a finger on the screen like you do with photos and other messages on the app before they disappear. More than 100 million people now use Snapchat every month, with roughly two-thirds of those users logging on to the service daily. By comparison, WhatsApp, a messaging app acquired by Facebook this year for $19 billion, said this week that it has more than 600 million active users. Twitter, with a market cap of about $29 billion, has 271 million users, monthly users. So, interesting to look at. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Very, very low participation in the market today. So, where we go, nobody knows. Low-volume days, they're kind of fun. Like, we just cracked into positive territory. But they're very tough to put your finger on and say this is what's going to happen. We'll take a break here. Be right back. 
and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of the Wall Street Business Network, this station, its management, owners, or advertisers, and should not be construed as legal, tax, or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Insightful. Informative. Irreverent. We're ready. The Wall Street Business Network presents Rob Black and Your Money, your source for breaking news, market updates, and successful investment strategies for the 21st century. Sounds like a great program. Getting you to retirement in today's market. So let's get on with the show. Taxes, family finances, insurance, the economy, technology, media, and entertainment. Rob is talking about it with you at 800 516 1220. So call in, we'll chat and uh, have some fun. Now, to start your day with the latest news and market commentary, here's Rob Black on the Wall Street Business Network. Welcome in, Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money, investing, and more. Bring in CFP Chad Burton, get his perspective on the world of money and retirement. Mr. Burton, you want to discuss Roth conversions um, and how they can reduce taxes in retirement. It's fascinating, the whole Roth conversions, IRA conversions, 401k to IRA, IRA to Roth, and all the variable plays out there. Um, don't you pay tax, though, when you convert the IRA to a Roth? Yeah, you do. So you have to be careful. It's usually incremental Roth conversions make sense. Very rarely do me or any of my certified financial planner practitioners say, yep, let's convert the whole darn thing, pay a ton of taxes at a higher bracket, and uh, give Uncle Sam their money way early. That, that really doesn't make sense for a lot of Bay Area people. Um, sometimes advisors sell it that way if they're trying to sell a product, um, you know, like an annuity or something else, but it rarely works out unless it's specifically for wealthy people and their heirs. It's like, you know, kind of deathbed planning. So, I mean, here's the deal. The, paying some taxes on some IRA money over time and converting it to a Roth IRA where it grows tax-free forever for you and your heirs, it can make some sense. And where it makes a lot of sense is the age of retirement, maybe that's 60, maybe it's 62, 65, whatever. Whatever your retirement age is, when you stop working all the way up to 70 and a half, and the reason why is because at 70 and a half, you're forced to pull money out of your IRAs and 401ks, 403bs, whether you want to or not. And I'm seeing more and more people retire with the majority of their assets in pre-tax retirement accounts. And when they hit 70 and a half, and they're forced to pull these large withdrawals out, where if they would have instead taken a bit out earlier at retirement to age 70 and a half by either spending it earlier um, or converting it to a Roth, they could reduce their taxes. So by converting some IRA money to a Roth from the retirement age to age 70 and a half, you actually reduce the amount of large withdrawals that you're forced to take at 70 and a half. You level out your tax bracket over the long run, and you end up with a tax-free pool of money that you can draw on later in life. Staying with this topic and, you know, uh, playing with the efficiencies per se. Uh, we have a Bay Area wealth event coming up. What about a 401k? Oh, wait, wait. A Roth 401k versus a regular 401k for people in the Bay Area. Well, yeah, and, and, and even on the, the conversion part before I get to the Roth 401k, speaking of Bay Area wealth, um, you know, Bay Area tends to be higher income yep. and people retiring with larger retirement accounts and stocks from their company. I mean, you know, look at all the people that accumulated Cisco stock and now pays a pretty nice dividend. And what's going on now with this new Affordable Care Act issue and the Medicare surcharge tax, which was you know, kind of a part of it, um, high-income earners are paying 20% instead of 15% on dividend and capital gains. In addition, on their net investment income, which is their dividend and interest income, they're paying an extra 3.8% tax on top of that. 
Um, so a lot of people ask when they get your retirement, you know, the required minimum distributions that they have to take is 70 and a half. Do they pay the tax, the 3.8% tax on that? No, but can actually force your other income higher into that 3.8% tax limit. So people that are high income earners should also think about that longer term tax projection for that. And in terms of, you know, a Roth 401k versus a regular IRA, a Roth regular 401k, in a regular 401k, if you put $1 in, you're only missing, you know, 60, 70 cents a paycheck because it goes into the 401k pre-tax. And all of that money that you are supposed to pay in taxes stays in your 401k and earns compounded interest for you over time. So, you know, it's great, but then people end up with all this pre-tax money and nothing else after tax or anything else. So what I'd like to tell people to do, if you're younger, you're starting your career, you're in a lower tax bracket, I mean, under 25% federal. What I tell people to do is, here's the steps I want you to take. Put enough into the pre-tax side of the 401k to get the match. So in other words, if your company matches 100% up to 4%, put your first 4% into the pre-tax side, get that tax deduction. Then rather than adding to the Roth 401k, open up a Roth IRA on your own. Max that out for 5500 bucks a year. And then, you know, as you file your tax return at the end of the year, you can go back to your CPA, your enrolled agent, and say, okay, look, I can, I'm putting 4% into my pre-tax 401k. I'm putting 5500 into a Roth. I've got X number of dollars left over to save. Should I go back to my 401k and put it in pre-tax or, or after-tax? And they can go through your brackets with you and say, and help you figure out what which one is better for you. Um if you're older and you're behind on your retirement planning, do a pre-tax. Because in California, you got if you're if you're older and you're behind on retirement planning, odds are you're not going to live in California in the Bay Area. So That's such a sobering statement. What's that? That's such a sobering statement. Yeah, people need to start figuring that out, especially when we're, you know, if a lot of their retirement assets are in their home. And they have to be aware that real estate cycles every seven to ten years and how many emails we have from, you know, 2006 and seven from people that were close to retirement that were, were telling them to sell their house then, um, you know, keep that in mind for, you know, real estate cycles and, and selling at the right time. But, you know, with that said, if you're older and you're behind on retirement plan, you're not going to live in the Bay Area. You're not going to be probably living in California paying that 9.3% income tax. So do the pre-tax. 401k if you're way behind on retirement. If you're not sure where you are, you haven't really done a financial plan, you think you're okay, you're not really sure, you're maxing it out, do half into the pre-tax side, half into the Roth 401k side. It can't hurt you. It's not going to be a mat, you know, any major issues there. Um, there are some people, though, that are really, you know, they're in the highest income earning potential of their life, so they've kind of been catching up. They're really high income now, but you know, if they retire in five to 10 years, they're actually kind of going to be normalized and their taxes are going to drop in retirement. Um, they're better off doing the pre-tax 401k and then converting to a Roth IRA later on after their tax bracket drops. So everybody's a little bit different, Rob. Uh, but those are just kind of some general ideas for, for Roth 401k versus regular 401k. We've got about a minute. Is there anything else that we need to know? Um, yeah, I mean, also funding a Roth IRA, a lot of people, you know, the, the limits are you can fully fund a Roth IRA if your modified adjusted gross income is under 181000 jointly or 114000 single. And it's not, once you go over that, it's not a complete phase out. You get partial amounts. And then there's the backdoor Roth IRA um, that you can read about on our website. And I'll save that for another show, which high income earners can also fund a backdoor Roth IRA. Thanks very much. That's CFP Chad Burton. You can find him at newfocusfinancial.com. It's newfocusfinancial.com. In fact, while you're there, if you want to submit a request to have a portfolio review, it's there on his site, newfocusfinancial.com. If you want to see the event that he hinted at coming up in San Jose, first time we've ever done the event called Bay Area Wealth Strategies, focusing particularly on the Bay Area, and we are different. Uh, maybe not different than Connecticut and in New York City. Maybe not as so different than you know, some other hot cities and areas and pockets of startups. But Thursday, September 11th, coming up in about two weeks. Uh, great place to live, but it has a lot of challenges in the Bay Area. Chad's going to talk investing in real estate and real estate versus stocks is something I'm going to talk about. Capital gains, tax facts, um, new seminar coming up in San Jose. 
three Thursdays from now, so just about 15 days left to sign up. You can sign up at robblack.com. That's robblack.com. Welcome in, Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. What's wrong with Best Buy? Investors had hoped Best Buy's strategy of charging rent to the world's most powerful tech companies would turn into gold. So far, it hasn't. Um, the company leases space to tech giants like Microsoft, Apple, and Samsung. It's a very profitable business. But just the stores are wrong. Um, I'm not ready to jump in, but it does look interesting. Um, revenue continues to come up short of expectations. I kind of want to wait until revenue beats expectations. Anyway, let's talk a little real estate right here, right now. Joining me now, Tony Mendez, BayAreaLoanSource.com. It's BayAreaLoanSource.com. Something that hurt my credit rating, and credit ratings are very important in getting the best rate you can get. Whether it be a home equity line of credit, a mortgage, it's important to have a good credit rating. It helps your job. It helps you get jobs. It helps you get rentals. It helps you qualify for a lot of things. A good credit score will even help you get a, a house when compared to somebody else. So it's important to note, recently, I got a, a letter from Bank of America. I had a credit card with them for 17, 18 years, and they said, we're canceling your credit card because those terms no longer apply. I called them and I begged them. I'm like, please don't cancel this. This is the longest credit card that I've ever had. It makes the ones that I've opened in the last three years look older. And they canceled it anyway. So I said, okay, I'll take my business elsewhere. I won't bank with you anymore. Done. But it hurt my credit score. The average age of my credit card went from like eight years down to like three. Because you took off one of these big, super old ones. And that's worthy of note. Yeah. So what do we need to know about getting the best credit score, some of the ways to um, improve your credit score? Um, you know, get a copy of your credit report first, and you can get a free credit report from annualcreditreport.com or from somebody that you are trying to apply for a loan from, and and they can analyze it for you and, and help you figure out. Check for mistakes. Uh, that's, you know, it's they're not big hurts to your credit score, but they, they do add up. Um, for example, if they're spelling your name wrong or they have wrong addresses or your wrong employer, uh, check for derogatory, too. Um, yeah, th- that's the most important thing for your credit is making sure all your payments are on time, and derogatories will stay on your credit for a longer period of time, especially if they're a mistake. Um, you know, Establishing new credit is not always a good thing right away. For example, you were just saying that you, know, you had some newer credit show up as opposed to that older long-term credit. Um, that is a... It will help over time as long as you keep your balances low, which is the, the most important thing. Is uh, sorry, sorry. The, the quickest thing you can change is the, the balance levels. So you can, st- if you want the best credit score for your balances, is under 30%. So you want to keep your balances under 30%. So as long as you can maintain that for a longer period of time, you'll benefit more. Okay. Some other areas that have a good credit score, or that help a good credit score. Um, obviously, like you said, maintaining your balances and. I pay my balances down twice a month, so I do it once halfway on the 15th and once at the end of the month. So I'm always like maintaining my credit. I'm always throwing cash at my credit. Just It helps it. Mm-hmm. Um, how about credit cards? Are there good credit cards, bad credit cards, or are they all treated about the same? Because I know, all, I know mortgages help your credit a lot more than a credit card They're all treated the does. same. Okay. Uh, they're going to give you the same rating, and again, it comes down to the balances uh, compared to the limit. 
Um, I've seen people actually take a one credit card that has a high balance and then spread it over a bunch of other credit cards that have higher limits, and they've improved their credit score. Um, and you could do it quite quickly. You can simply call your, let's say you're applying for a home loan and your credit score is 699 and you need 720 or just, or 701. There's a big difference between 699 and 701. And just find out when the creditor reports to the agencies and then make a payment before that. And then the, the next time, then they rerun your credit. I've done that several times where I priced out a loan and then a week or two later, we repriced the loan at a new credit score. A hard credit inquiry is actually hurt my credit score as yes. well. Because I did a lot of refinances. Is that is it? Was it because of that, or was it because of the credit cards I've opened? What was it that dinged my credit on? It's it's a, it's the it's an algorithm that the credit bureaus use to say, you know, okay, this guy's out there shopping for something, and he he either can't qualify, or or he's buying many many things. You could still establish credit um, after after a credit inquiry, but it's still not show up on your report. So they may th- be thinking that you're buying a whole bunch of stuff. So it's all part of that algorithm. So credit hits will hurt. Then there's soft credit pulls, which is basically a credit card company saying, okay, does this guy still have a decent credit score? And and we're going to reissue a credit card to them. Yeah, I was a little surprised Bank of America didn't reissue. Was keeping that I'm surprised. That's one of the first times I've heard a credit card company calling, basically calling the note. And they just said terms changed. Yeah. And I don't even know what the terms were. Maybe your credit score didn't qualify for it anymore. And they did a soft credit pull and said, you know what, credit your credit rating well, didn't not, work. Let's not make assumptions here because you're, you're defaming me. I'm kind of important. I just kind of want to assume, assume that it was a, a dinosaur and it just went extinct <laughs> on me. So, but you know what actually, okay, so they closed the line of credit on me. They hurt my age and duration, but they actually helped me because they decreased my total credit availability, which is how much do you borrow versus how much is available to borrow. Pretty interesting stuff. Anyway, we're talking improving credit. You can find Tony Mendez. This is what he does for a living. He gets loans done. You can find him at BayAreaLoanSource.com. It's BayAreaLoanSource.com. And Smith & Wesson has misfired, and stock is sinking on a lower outlook, more than 12% lower after the gunmaker reported a steep decline in quarterly earnings and chopped its fiscal guidance. Kind of a double whammy. Don't you love the word whammy? Don't you look for uses of the word whammy in your daily conversations. I know I do. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. Um, Taco Bell is having a contest for a lifetime of free food. It's really not a lifetime of free food, though. It's kind of silly. They're going to give 11 lucky customers a lifetime of free food to celebrate its new dollar menu. They've released 11 unique dollar bills in U.S. cities for 11 consecutive days. Taco Bell will release a serial number for the dollar bill in the city of that day. You take a look at your dollars and see if you have a match. Potential winners have a month to find the bills. Uh, The contest coincides with Taco Bell's new dollar cravings menu. Now, here's where the story gets kind of cheap and chintzy. I don't know. Is chintzy a bad word to say now? It might be. Um, you get a $10,000 gift card, which Taco Bell claims is enough for life. $10,000 is not Taco Bell for life. But the way they look at it, consumption of $216 per year for 46 years. Estimated odds of winning are $1 in $2.4 billion to get $216 a year for 46 years. Cheap, cheap, cheap. It's like a bird sanctuary. I like that contest. And again, I wouldn't want to eat a lifetime of Taco Bell, if you know what I'm saying. 800-516-1220 to get your calls in the air. I'm Rob Black. I know what you're trying to say, baby. You're trying to say, oh, yeah. Is business time. It's business. It's business time. I know what you're trying to say. You're trying to say it's time for business. It's business time. Ooh. It's business. It's business time. Oh, 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 yeah, yeah. Next thing you know, we're in the bathroom brushing our teeth. That's all part of it. That's foreplay. Foreplay is very important. 
The CBO, the Congressional Budget Office, forecast the U.S. economy will grow by just 1.5% in 2014, undermined by a poor performance during the first three months of the year when it was really, really cold. Um, and maybe people didn't go out and buy cars. The new assessment it was considerably more pessimistic than the Obama administration's, which predicted last month that the economy would expand 2.6% this year even though it contracted by an annual rate of 2.1% in the first quarter. The economy did grow by nine-tenths of a percent during the first half of 2014 when you take in the exceptionally good second quarter with the incredibly weak first quarter. Um, looking ahead, the CBO said it expected the economy to grow about 3.4% in 2015 and 16. And they predict that the unemployment rate would, would remain below 6% into the future. 6% is not the greatest number, but it seems to be the new normal. Um, inflation, not inflation, but unemployment used to run between 4% and 6%. And 5 was kind of just right. 6 was too much unemployment. 4 was too much employment. When everyone's employed, you're like, you're hot. And the company next door is like... So, Susie, you want to come over and be our receptionist and leave the company you're currently at? We'll pay you $10 more. Okay, I'm in. So there's a little bit of that going on. Um, let's talk about some of the other stories out there today. Burger King, Burger King, will they get burned by their flirtation with Canada? Jumping over to, over the border, pay less taxes. Um, there's a lot of trending topics going on at the Burger King. Boycott Burger King. Uh, hashtag Tim Hortons. A lot of tweets numbering in the hundreds about how people are going to boycott. Is Snapchat worth $10 billion? Whew. I look at the various websites and where people are spending time. And it's hard not to argue that, you know, Snapchat's a player in people age 18 to 30. Uh, I like it because it kind of erases your web history. Um, millennials prefer to play with plastic. That's a big story out there right now. Not huge, but I'll give it a little bit of a shake, per se. Um, I love plastic. I don't like carrying credit card balances, but I love plastic. 51% of consumers 18 to 30 choose plastic for, over cash for purchases under $5. That's in stark contrast to 82% of consumers, 65 plus, who use cash for small purchases. The study that came out of creditcards.com also revealed that 52% of people 18 to 50 prefer using cash for purchases under $5, compared with 77% of those 15 and older. So it's really, really pushed. Millennials, you know, prefer debit cards as well. Debit cards are preferred three to one over the credit counterparts. Um, overall, all cardholders in the United States, it's two to one margin. I prefer credit cards over debit cards. I think uh, it's not. I don't even think it's it's arguable. As long as you pay your credit card every month. So the question is, why do millennials love? debit over credit, and probably the answer of that is, as they get older, they'll see the lucrative reward programs, they'll see the better consumer protections, and they'll go, you know, they grew up with credit cards, credit card debt's bad. I saw my brother go bankrupt because he was, got a credit card. Um, just throwing it out there. Just throwing it out there. Golf is in a big decline, and some investors are shorting golf. And I think it is in a big decline. Um, I watched some tournaments when Tiger was in it on Saturday and Sunday, but he hasn't been there Saturday and Sunday as much in the last couple of years. More and more stock market participants are saying, you know what, we should short golf. Instead of playing the long game, we're going to play the short game. Now, short, shorting is a strategy where a speculator borrows a financial instrument, such as a stock, and sells it in the hopes of buying it back later at a lower price, thereby making a profit. So you sell it first, and you buy it later. 
the opposite of going long. Like right now, I think Nike is a great long-term name. You buy it now, you sell it later. With an aging summer base and slimming margin, companies with large exposure to the golfing sector have seen their stocks come under pressure in recent weeks. Adidas sounded the alarm. Adidas said revenues for its golf segment declined 18% in the first half of 2014. It cited continued weakness in the golf market, where retail inventories remain high and participation continues to decline. Interesting. German's big sports player, Puma, they highlighted a golf decline as well uh, in equipment sales due to the weak golfing environment. So short sellers are moving into the Puma stock. 16% of the company's freely traded shares are now being short. Nike was highlighted that sales of their golf and equipment have stagnated since last year, whereas all of its other categories have seen modest sales growth. Nike, Nike has survived the drubbing so far. Uh, the others haven't. It's kind of got a dismal future when you start looking at some metrics. Participation rates for people 18 to 34 years old have fallen over the last five years. So golf not in fuego. Um, there's a data company called Golf Data Tech. They said the number of golf rounds played in the U.S. fell by 5% last year. Now, over in England, a lot of young kids are jumping into golf, maybe because of Rory McIlroy. Golf is often confused or, I guess, accused of snobbery and elitism with game requiring time and financial investment compared to more fast-paced alternatives. A lot of people see, you know, modern distractions of social media and social networking as one of the reasons golf has dropped into favor and in play. Some blame Tiger Woods. There's a California-based company called Callaway. They've been affected by the downturn. It draws the entirety of its revenue from golf, and nearly twice as many of its shares are now out on loan as compared to the start of the year. The shares are down 9% year-to-date. Dick's Sporting Goods is one of the companies that offered a swift response in the face of the decline. In July, it let go 500 professionals that worked at the company's stores. It also detailed a restructuring plan for its golfing unit in August as it dumped its old inventory and highlighted negative sentiment towards the sector. So golf, not doing well right now. The L.A. Times reported today that their mayor is going expected to implement a $13.25 minimum hourly wage. And that figure would get adjusted for inflation. The plan has faced a cool reception from major business groups worried about costs. The plan does not start at the previously stated labor goal of $15 per hour, um, which some people, union leaders, want it. Apple's looking at doing a 13-inch iPad for 2015. Basically, their iPad 10-inch and 8-inch tablets are faltering as people replace iPads less frequently. And larger smartphones made by Samsung and other rivals encroach upon their sales. So Apple's making the product bigger. So it's expected to introduce larger versions of their phone next month as well. And that will eat into their smaller iPads. So that's out there. Taco Bell's having that contest, which I find ridiculous. But again, I'm talking about it, so they got their marketing out of it, which is kind of what it's all about. When you have a contest to win $10,000, and your odds are one $2.4 billion, don't even, don't even think about it. Just go play the lottery, which I refer to as the stupid people's tax. People who buy lottery tickets are... I had one person explain to me why buying a lottery ticket was great. And he said, for that day or that week, I'm able to think, what would I do with $100-plus million? And it's kind of like going on a vacation without going on a vacation. Okay. I'll accept that one. Uh, but for those of you who played lottery on a weekly basis, yeah, you're, you're kicking in money for the state of California school system, but um, you're not saving for retirement is my fear. Taking a look at some of the market numbers right now, you see the S&P 500 is playing with 2,000. It's at 2,000. It's kind of weird. It's at 2,000.00. 2, 000. You don't see that all that often. 
Now it's at 199.87. The Dow Jones Industrial Average is up four, sitting at 17,111. NASDAQ's up fractional, fractional fractions. Oh, yes, it was announced that um, Apple's going to lose its billion-dollar school, L.A. school district uh, deal. Um, ultimately, it's going to have to be rebid on, so maybe they do win it later, but out of the gate, no. Yeah. Tiffany shares are higher today. High in jeweler uh, raised its earnings outlook, and profits jumped. Uh, revenues jumped. So, beautiful. Michael shares. If you like arts and crafts, and who doesn't like yarn and glue and glitter? They reported better than expected earnings revenue. Sales up 5%. TubeMogul, an online video advertising company, delivered a surprise profit, revenue more than doubled year over year. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Got a big event coming up in San Jose. A couple Thursdays from now, you can learn more about it at robblack.com. Sign up for my free newsletter while you're there as well, robblack.com. Welcome in, Rob Black and your money. Coming up in September, I'm going to do a back-to-school shtick, where I go over the basic financial lessons that you need. It's going to be done over two weeks. I hope you'll find the time to listen to it and or record it and or grab the podcast and pass it on to your children. Or um, if you're the children, if you're 20-something, 30-something, I hope you'll take the time to consume the information because I'm going to go over everything that you basically need to know. Um, what do we have to talk about at this point in time? Um, do you know, you've heard on this radio station, hi, I'm Texas Governor Rick Perry. And they're doing these commercials about, if you're a business in California, you should move to Texas just like everyone else. We got six-shooter guns here. We got cowboy hats. We got Dallas Cowboy cheerleaders. Did I mention that we got six-shooter guns? What they're really saying is we pay lower corporate taxes here. You pay lower corporate taxes. So people move because of taxes. Businesses move because of taxes. In retirement, if you're a retiree, if you haven't saved enough, you have to relocate. We've talked about that this hour already. Enough people are still moving out of greater New York that its overall population rose less than 5% between 2000 and 2012. Over the same period, greater Atlanta's population grew by almost 27%. Greater Houston's grew by almost 30%. Um, Housing costs, low taxes, less regulation. It's a big problem. So Paul Krugman, who is one of those economist types who does a lot of writing, who gets paid to be controversial, he did a piece for the New York Times this week talking about, you know, the frustration that this all does for economists. You know, he teaches that incentives matter. Nowhere does it say that some incentives matter and others don't. Um, there's actually a policy analysis state tax calculator, whynotmove.org. It helps people determine their tax burden by moving from one state to another. Housing costs can be made part of the calculation as well. Whynotmove.org. Um, I find it fascinating that when Burger King says we're going to move our tax base to Canada, people get upset. When your neighbor says, I didn't save enough for retirement, so I'm moving to Arizona, you're like, bless you. Good luck. We'll miss you. Um, but again, 
Come to Texas. We got six shooters. It's an interesting debate, in my opinion. And, you know, taxing people, the more you tax me, the more likely I'm going to leave the country. And you can say, well, see you later. Well, trust me, you want my whatever I paid in taxes last year. They go to fix our roads. They go to hire teachers. They go to government workers. I'm not saying that I'm anything special, but, again, the more you tax me, the more I'm likely to say, you know what, i got to get out of here. Um, just me. 800-516-1220 to get your calls in the air. 800-516-1220. Um, the Ice Bucket Challenge has raised an impressive amount of money and awareness for motor neuron diseases like ALS. Uh, in just one month, they received over $80 million in donations. Fundraising campaign should be praised. The tragic death of a Scottish teenager, though, reveals that the Ice Bucket Challenge could be dangerous and potentially deadly. So be careful with, with this. When you imagine the dangers of cold water, you probably think of hypothermia. You probably think of, once more you open the door, and the Titanic. Um, there was a lot of things floating. That, like There was room for more than one person on the flotational garbage out there. I don't get that. Um, the first thing ice bucket challengers in those immersed in cold water experience is sudden drop in skin temperature. Um, I know you're saying... Um, are you really taking a shot at the Ice Bucket Challenge? It's killed two people. A Scottish teenager drowned after jumping into a flooded quarry. Um, now, again, he didn't quite do the Ice Bucket Challenge right. Another victim was a 40-year-old father from New Zealand who had a heart attack after drinking a bottle of bourbon uh, to warm up from the <laughs> Ice Bucket Challenge. Um I don't know. Most Ice Bucket Challenge participants don't submerge themselves, and clearly don't submerge yourself is the idea. U.S. economy uh, is constantly in the news. We are in a very low news week, if you can't tell. I can. Alibaba has reported that their revenue has soared ahead of their IPO. It's expanded to go public. Uh, it's expected to go public uh, next month. 46% jump in quarterly revenues. A lot of stocks are being dumped right now so that people can get prepared to have Alibaba. Um, and Yahoo owns a big chunk of it. People increasingly are accessing the Internet from smartphones and tablets. Online companies ranging from social network companies like Facebook to Amazon have been investing heavily to develop mobile platforms. Alibaba's monthly mobile users grew to $188 million from $163 million in the last, six, last three months. Focuses on increasing mobile. 800-516-1220 to get your calls in the air. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about money, investing, and more. Uh, one of the things that I do is I will keep creating new content. I've got a new seminar coming up in San Jose, September 11th. It's strategies tied towards Bay Area wealth. We've got expensive real estate here. We've got big income that if you try to take to another state, you may not get that big income for the same exact job. We've got a lot of stock options. You can sign up for the event it's a couple Thursdays from now. At robblack.com. It's robblack.com. Take care. Have a good day. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of the Wall Street Business Network, this station, its management, owners, or advertisers, and should not be construed as legal, tax, or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for donald trump to hire i find out the worst enemy that i'm going to face in my life is right here in america they took my assessment and they wanted me to change it and i was like i'm not changing it they had to get rid of flynn 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.